Right, good evening everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Crystal Palace Women's Show, brought to you as always by Eagle Eye View. Uh, it's myself, Mike, and my co-host, Phil. Uh, Phil, are you there? I am indeed, Michael. How are you today? Uh, I'm not too bad, thank you. Yourself? Excellent. Yeah, I'm glad it's um, I'm glad it's nearly the end of a week. It's been a really busy week for me, so I um, feel absolutely shattered, to be honest. So Friday tomorrow is good, is good for me, yeah. yeah. So, um, and then we've got the weekend, and we've got a couple of small little games. No rivalry there at all, is there? <laughs> no, it's, it's, that's a good point, actually. It could be a very bruising weekend. And, and the mad thing is, it shouldn't be. <laughs> it shouldn't be, because... You know, when you actually look at it on, on paper, Brighton are—you know—they're not a local rival or anything like that. Obviously, we all know there's the history there where that's created that, and, and Durham shouldn't be anywhere near a form of rival. But the way that things have gone last couple <laughs> no. seasons, it, it, it definitely feels like they are. They are, yeah. It's really weird, isn't it? That, that, yeah, it's just—it's just turned out that way with Durham, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. Um, interesting weekend ahead, that's for sure. Indeed, indeed. Well, obviously, we're here to talk about um, last Sunday's game uh, where we lost 2-0 away to Southampton. And, of course, we will look ahead to this Sunday's battle against the old enemy, uh, our last, second, third and final time this season. Uh, and it'll be at Hayes Lane. So we'll look at that as well. And there is something I want to discuss in between, uh, but I won't say anything on that yet. Just a little point I kind of want to look at. Um, but obviously... So obviously, as always, um, at the start of these things, I, I go through the results from the previous weekend um, and also the league table and then we also look at our lineup as well. So, last weekend's results, Durham, uh, in a down at the bottom of the table clash, won 1-0 against Sheffield United. That was an 89th-minute winner, I believe, which has moved Durham above us, unfortunately. Um, Blackburn held... Bristol City to a goalless draw. A very surprising result. Blackburn continued to keep pulling out these results, um, grinding them out this season. And that's a that's a big, big point for them against a free-scoring, high-flying Bristol City. Uh, Charlton beat Coventry 1-0. That was, ironically, a 97th-minute winner uh, by a, a once, one-time eagle, Alex Hennessy. Yeah, she was on loan with us for the second half of last season. Um, she scored there. Lewis... Normally quite defensively tight. They got beaten 4-0 at home by Birmingham. Birmingham, strange entity this, this season. You kind of, you know, they won 4-0 this week, but then the other week they lost 3-1 to Sunderland, you know, at home. So you don't quite know what you're going to get with them this year. Um, and I think they're just going to fall a bit short uh, of the promotion hopes. The London City won 3-1 at home to Sunderland. It was 3-0. Uh, until about the last 10 minutes and Sunderland got one back. And then we lost 2-0 away to Southampton with uh, a goal in extra time, injury time of each half to beat us. And uh, typically in the Prediction League, it was that, that last-minute goal for Southampton and the goal 10 minutes from time for Sunderland really done my legs and put, caught, got Chris to get two exact results and go miles clear of me at the top. Not that I'm bitter about it at all. Uh, and uh, there was a, a game... Midweek as well, last night, one of the games in hand being played. Um, top of the table clash as well. Bristol City were at home to London City. And Bristol City ran out 3-1 winners, a massive result for them. 
which really puts them in a good spot in the table. Uh, to explain why, so the, the table as it is, uh, London City are top. They're on 27 points after 13 games. Bristol City are second, also on 27 points after 12 games. A goal difference. They're five short on goal difference. Southampton are then third, 23 points off of 13. Birmingham up into fourth, 22 points off of 12. Charlton in fifth, 22 points off of 11 games. So they've got a couple of games in hand there. So they will fancy themselves. I mean, stranger things have happened, but they win their two games in hand and they'd overtake London City as it stands. So, you know, that is, it is still within their grasp. And then, then you've got the second half of the table, really. Kind of it divides in two at that point. And Lewis are in sixth. They've got 16 points from 11. Durham is seventh. They've, they've moved up a place. They're 15 points from 12. Uh, then it's us in eighth now, 15 points from 12. But we've got a minus seven goal difference and they've got zero. Blackburn, that point moves them closer to us. They're in ninth, 14 points from 12. Sunderland, 13 points from 13, down in 10th. Then you've got the kind of bottom two table at the moment. Sheffield United are 11th, uh, eight points from 12. And then Coventry, still rock bottom with the solitary three points from 13, which, of course, came against us. So that is the table. Um, and just very briefly, Phil, before I mention our, our lineup or anything like that, I mean... Just a few, anything you've got to say about a few points I made there. Obviously, you've been really tight at the top now. Charlton still involved, and, and it kind of being the table being split in two already. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, it, it is a, re- a really weird table actually, because um, I mean Coventry, obviously, you know, they're still favourites to go down. I know that. I know they've brought in a lot of players, but they've got a lot. I mean, to do that twice, if they do it again, then it'll be a, that will be a miracle because they did it last year. I, I mean, it, the only thing that's in Coventry's favour at the bottom really is uh, Sheffield United. Um, so, um, and and their sort of poor form, I suppose, really, and late goal again last week they lost, didn't they? But I think. Um, I think realistically, you know, um, although it is sort of split into. There's no doubt. I mean, I watched that game last night. There's absolutely no doubt that the top, the best two teams by a mile, I think. I mean, we haven't seen Birmingham yet, of course, because we, have, we haven't played them yet. But um, we've played Charlton um, and and and, and uh, Southampton twice now. I just think, but I just think. Keep the ball well and got pace. So I think those are the top two. Yeah, I mean, I I can't say. I mean, I still think London City against us. And actually, last night when I watched London City away at Bristol City, I thought London City for most of the game were the better team. But Bristol City just finished the chances off, and and uh, London City uh, lionesses just struggled really to with that final sort of ball into the box. I mean, they created quite still quite a lot of half chances. Keeper made a couple of really good saves, but I was I was quite surprised to be honest. You know that um, uh, that that Bristol City won that game. I was expecting London City to win it based on what what we'd seen recently. They were just so good. I think Lily Ag in midfield is just outstanding, and they, they've got they've got a really strong team. So it's those two teams really at the top, and I know that um, Birmingham. Like I agree with you about Birmingham. You don't know what you're going to get, do you? I mean, one week they they look they look really sort of one of the best teams in the division, and then and then they just the next week they lose 
lose to Sunderland, you know, so what do you do? I mean, I hope we get the team when we play them. I hope we don't get the team that's uh, that looks look that looks really strong and we get the team that loses to Sunderland. But it's just gonna be um it's just gonna be really interesting to see at the top especially which of those two is gonna do it. You know, I think they are by, by you know far away the best two teams in the division. So um yeah I mean luckily we played London City twice. We still got to play Bristol City again, haven't we? So, God dear. And we know what. We're, I mean, I know we beat them four three, didn't we, at the beginning of last season? But there's a long, a long, a lot of things have happened since then. Um, and they do, they they do look a very, very good team. So yeah, it's a, it's an interesting league table. It is split in two, but I do think the top two are the, are, 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 you know, they might not be miles ahead on points, but they are the best two in the in the division. Yeah, there they are. Um, obviously, Bristol City have got a game in hand and they've still got to play each other again uh, in Dartford, I believe. Um, so, you know, there's still all to play for. I mean, the fact, you know, look, Bristol City on the weekend went and dropped points to um, Blackburn, you know. So, um, they've not been quite as, before last night, not quite as potent in front of goal as they had been recently. You know, they only just nicked the points off Coventry a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think what worries me for next year is obviously, as I predicted for Birmingham this year, I made the point at the start of the season that for the team that comes down from the WSL, it normally takes a season to adapt. Uh, happened with Bristol City, it's happened with Liverpool, it's happening this season with Birmingham, where they'll have a good season, but not going straight back up. But I kind of feel like, obviously, you're looking at Leicester or possibly Brighton coming down. I mean, I'd love it to be Brighton just for, for those games next season, if we're still, if we're still in this league. Um, but I feel like the WSL teams, like Leicester, if, if it's them to come down, the the signings that they've been making, even this season, I feel like they're quite a fair bit ahead of anyone in our league currently. Um, so if they were to come down next year, you know, into the league next year, I think they would possibly be in a a stronger position than perhaps what Birmingham, Liverpool, Bristol have been before them. Um, which could make it a bit of a bit of a sad league next year in terms of promotion if it's still over the one spot. Hello. Oh, sorry, I missed that. Do you know, Mike? When I don't know if it's the same for everyone, but I, 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 I lose every few words. I lose a word at the end of what you're saying, but I don't know if. I don't think this. I don't think it's going to be the same for everyone. It must be my connection or something. But yeah, sorry about that. But yeah, I think um, yeah, I, I, I agree with what you said. Really, I mean, I think um, it's funny, isn't it? I mean, it'd be great if it is Brighton who go down. That'd be that'd be fantastic for us next season. But I think um, realistically, uh, lesser are in a bit of a commentary position and not as much of a gap. But they've still got to catch up quite a bit. I think so. It looks like more likely to be Leicester going down, but yeah, they they'll be very strong because they've obviously been in that division recently. So it won't be won't be the same sort of shock that Liverpool and Birmingham have had when they went down and they had, and they, they like you say they took a year, didn't they? To um, they took a year to re, to, to 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 sort of get used to it all, and then and then they went up the next year. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see, but um, yeah, I mean. I just think, you know, from our point of view, if we were to play Brighton on our current form, I think it would be, you know, a four or five defeat, really. So I'm glad that we're not playing them this season in in the women's uh, in the women's game. I've got, oh God, yeah, no, we'd 
stupid. We need massive changes in the summer. Um, just said about the signal was it happens whenever you talk as well. It, it, it cuts in in and out on your word. It's always done. The weird thing is when I do, when I do the um, the screen recording of this to put the pod onto to Spotify, uh, it's clear as day. It doesn't cut out anything. It's very bizarre. It's really odd, isn't it? Yeah, it's just weird. And um, yeah. so, but yeah, so I have to sort of guess every few words. I have to guess what you've said. So um, yeah, but so sorry if I do don't answer because I don't. Oh, I've missed one bit that says Phil. Do you want to? What do you think? <laughs> you know, but it, it does come out in, in um, very clearly. Yeah. In all fairness, that last bit I didn't really say Phil. What do you think? I just kind of left it. <laughs> when you have to think when you have to guess what i said just just imagine it was something amazing and uh, that'll probably improve it but uh yeah so uh right so so uh there's a little massa of last weekend's game obviously we went down at st mary's where i believe i think chris said last week that i think they played most of if not all their games at st mary's this season um, I think they played them all there, actually. Which, yeah, I think that is their home ground. Yeah, yeah, which is incredible. Um, yeah, weird. It's weird. But at the same time, like I, I don't really like the thought of us <laughs> having Sellers as our home ground. Um, but I mean, I don't. Know what it's like you. I mean, you'll be able to tell us in a minute because you were there, and I'd be having over to yourself, atmosphere-wise, because it's a big old ground, St Mary's. Um, and I think they had two and a half thousand there, or maybe just a bit under. Um, so you'll be able to enlighten us as to what it was like atmosphere-wise and stuff. But obviously, we we, we went there, um, and I'll just read out the lineup for the team. So, uh, Fran was in goal. We then made changes again. So, you had Chloe Arthur was at right-back. Uh, Kirsten Riley was at left-back. So, I think that's her fourth position of the season. Um then Amy Everett made her return to the starting lineup after being out injured for a couple of months. Uh, and she parted Lizzie Wardy at centre-back. Um, then you had Philbs, our mate Philbs was in the hole in midfield, along with then Holly Olding and Coral. And then you had Rihanna Dean making her first start for the team. Uh, first start in, I think, about 18 months in competitive football. Uh, up top with uh, Annabelle Blanchard and Paige um, up and around her. I mean, formation-wise, it, it kind of does its usual kind of moving around. But, uh, Phil, you were there. So, I'll hand over to you for the moment of, of your view of the game, uh, how you felt, how you found we performed, et cetera, et cetera. Over to you, Phil. If you didn't hear that, it's over to you. <laughs> I did, thanks. I did, thanks. Yeah, so, um, atmosphere-wise, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, it, there wasn't really much of, I mean, a lot of people there, it was the one stand that we were in, we were, we were on one side, it was pretty full, and to, over 2,000, as you say, decent attendance. Um, but it's so difficult in a big ground like that, with, and, and obviously there's no segregation, so we're sitting amongst Southampton fans. Um, and it's very difficult, you know, for anyone to get anything going in a stadium of that size. So the atmosphere, um, there wasn't really any singing or chanting. It was just like whenever they attacked, there was obviously, you know, a little bit more noise, you know, but, but there wasn't really anything like um, singing or any songs or anything like that. And it's just difficult. And I think, and it's a shame, really, because I think... Um, I mean, we saw when they came to Sellhurst when we played them earlier in the season. We played at Sellhurst, and they do 
they have a they've got good support, you know, and they they take they travel in numbers. Their fans, I think they've I think they've taken a couple of coaches some to I don't know some Bristol City, I think. So um, they've 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 got really good support for their women's team, and uh, uh, yeah, it's it's a shame. I think the, the stadiums are just too big sometimes, unless you know for. for for, for that sort of atmosphere to be built but um we we were sitting on one one side of the stand and it was really difficult we were surrounded by southampton fans it's it's really difficult for us to sort of make any noise to be honest amongst that lot i, I really do believe that we need to have a, a, a way section designated away section for um for away fans that's you know i think it's really important for the women's game to to have to have that atmosphere and that separation not not if people want to sit together you know that's fine as well but there should be an option for for away fans to have a, their own area i think and that might have helped us make a bit more noise um very very difficult surrounded by southampton fan loads of kids near us as well so it was just difficult for us to build any any sort of noise sort of at the end of the stand i don't even think the players in the first half really realized where we were because we got there it was quite we got there quite late just literally on kickoff and we didn't put the flags up till half time because it was we we just didn't we would have missed half the first half if we put the flags up so it was just yeah it was just and and luckily you know we had uh southampton fan chris walker was really helpful and he sorted out the flags getting in for us and stuff like that so um that really helped us and he and he and he gave us an area to put the flags up behind the goal in an in the stand that wasn't being used so all of that was really helpful um and thanks to chris for that but it was just um it's very difficult and we see it at sellers it's so difficult to get unless you know when we were behind the goal in the white horse it was just so different the atmosphere that we were able to build than if we're sort of in you know one end or um, up in the top of the main stand, so yeah, I just think it's I just think it's difficult really for um, for fans to get an atmosphere going in a stadium of that size, um, unless there's a, a, seg- a sort of a singing area, which they, I don't think they had that. They had they had good support though. They're they're women's team. I mean, it helps when you're winning all the time. I mean, they've only lost two games all season, but um, but they've got very good support and I know that they take a lot away as well. Um, a lot of, lot of fans away from home. So yeah, it was, it was a difficult game actually. So talking about the match itself, I mean, they're obviously a really good team, you know, and I have to say, you know, the first, I remember saying to all the, all, all the people around me, you know, all the loyal around me that after about 25 minutes, I was saying, actually, we're, we'd playing really well and we kept the ball really well. I think having Amy at the back really helped us because she's a very good passer of the ball. Um, I know there was a sort of a mix up at the end that cost us a goal between Amy and Phillips, but I mean, that, that was at the end of the game and Amy's only just come back from a long time out and it was a tired pass. And I think you've got, you've got, we've got, I think we need to understand that in the context of that match. You know, she, um, she'd played a full 90 minutes. It was a tough game against a very good team. And I think her passing was just, this gave us confidence. We just looked very, very good on the ball and our passing was very good. And, um, and for the first 25 minutes or so, we, um, well, half an hour really, we, we we had the ball more than them, I think, and we we looked the better team. We really did. We played very well. Towards the end of the first half, they sort of seemed to uh, put us under a little little bit more pressure. We struggled to clear our lines quite a lot, and and the goal came right as you say, right at the end of the first half in that added time. And I, we didn't deserve to be one 0 down at half time. It was a very even game. You know, we deserved to go in level. 
Um, we didn't really create very much in the first half, but we looked good and we got we kept the ball and we passed it well. We used the width of the pitch well as well. I mean, we did look. You know, you wouldn't have known which which of those two teams halfway through the first half had sort of, you know, lost their last few games and which ones were, which one was near the top of the table. It was very even, and then we just sort of lost our little. It's just a little bit of lack of concentration, I think, and we just couldn't clear the ball enough. And um, you know, we uh, and it came back in, and there's a couple of little touches here and there from them to create a bit of space on the edge of the box, and then the slide rule ball ball through the middle of our defence. Um, made it easy for their forward to score and and it and it was you could see the players just they were devastated you know because they, they knew they didn't deserve to be one down at half time second half um again you know we kept the ball reasonably well but they made a couple of changes so what they did is that they they obviously realized that we had we had the ball too much and they wanted to put us under more pressure so they really really pressed us high and obviously and that caused us a problem with the second goal, which was right at the end of the second half. So, um, but it, but, it, but it, even so, we still passed the ball quite well, but they just pressed us and they put us under much more pressure. Um, I think they had three players pushing up on the edge of the box when we had goal kicks and stuff, and it was difficult for us to get out. We still, we still played well and managed to pass our way up the pitch. Um, we don't mix it enough for me. We don't have, we don't go long enough. You know, we, you know, sometimes we cause our own problems by the opposition know what we're going to do. Whereas if we, if they've got three players on the edge of our box pressing us when we've got a goal kick, that means they've got three players out, out of not up, not further up the pitch. We, we need to go long sometimes, you know, we don't do that enough. I think, I don't think we go, we, Fran doesn't knock it um, long enough from goal kicks, um, puts us under pressure. Um, they also brought on, uh, Chloe Peplo came on, didn't she, at half time? I think we had three, two or three players were booked for fouls on her. They, they, were, they were obviously, you know, wanted to get stuck in uh, to Chloe for some reason. So um, I think there's at least two yellow cards, you know, on, for, for for fouls on Chloe. But um, uh, and then she, and she sort of tightened up their midfield, which gave us less space as well. So not only could we not get out as much as as, as easily, because I didn't really push press us at all in the first half. We had all we had as much space as we wanted in the back when we had the ball, but it all changed at half time. And they pressed us and they brought on Chloe in midfield, and it made it very difficult for us actually to get out um, and, and and try and pass through midfield. Um, and we didn't we didn't have the ball as much for that reason. And then they dominated really. Um, the second half was, was they 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 they, uh, they dominated that more than you know it's a bit, bit of an opposite. We had more possession, I think, in the first half and then the other way around in the second. But and then the goal at the end was um, was just as I say, I think it was just tired legs and again, you know, we're not not helping ourselves. It's it's added time. We've got two forwards on because Hughesy came on and Molly, so we had two forwards up there. Um, Page was still on the pitch, you know, and and. Um, so we had, in effect, three forwards really. Annabelle was still on, I think, and and we just um we we needed to get the ball up the pitch. There's like two minutes left or whatever, you know, and you're just thinking sometimes you just have to go long and you just have to try and win the second ball. You know, fight for the first ball, and if you don't win it, win that second ball, and you and you and and you're away. You know, you can you've got you might create a chance. You never know. You're not going to create a chance or score a goal for the from taking a short 
goal kick on the edge of your own box. So I don't know why we're even messing around like that. I mean, I know it's nice to be able to pass our ball the way and the way we play is great. And I think if we can get it right, it'll be a fantastic way of playing. But sometimes, you know, it, you, you need to just go long. It's just common sense. We need the ball up the pitch to score a goal in the last minute. So anyway, we 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 conceded the goal. It was a bad, you know, it was a it was a pass that put someone in in trouble, and then poor old Phil sort of got caught in possession, and uh, and it was an easy finish for them really. So it's two 0 We did we didn't really create anything in the game. We played well in patches, especially in the first half. Create you know keeping the ball, but we didn't create a decent chance really in the whole game. I mean, I think our first shot on target was in the 89th minute. So frustrating up front, you know, they're a good team. They 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 don't concede many goals and they look good. So, it, you know, it was just one of those things. But there were some really good signs, Mike. And I, and, and I think um, Amy coming into the team gives us confidence on the ball. You know, we look like we're a better footballing team, I think, because she is, she is really, and she's always there as an outlet to go back to. And then we keep possession much better with Amy there, I think. So I think there's some good signs. But going forward, we didn't threaten at all, and that was a worry. Really, um, we need to we need to find a way to create chances. I, I, I think there, you know, two outstanding performers of this season. You know, Coral and um, and um, uh, Annabelle just had off days, really, and we rely on them to create for us. Um, Paige had a quiet game. She was playing on the left, and she couldn't really get past their fullback. Was just just sort of you know stopped her every time really she I don't think Paige hardly got a ball across I mean every time she she got the ball there was two players on her and she even if she get, got a yard to get the ball over the second one blocked it so um it was just a very difficult game we found it really hard to break them down and get create anything but there were some really good signs of our passing especially in the first half and you wouldn't have known our confidence was low the way we played in that first half and I think it was just, it really knocked a little bit out of us. And um, I think their changes at halftime changed the game a bit, but also that goal just before halftime, it, you know, it made it really difficult for us um, to, you know, because especially because we weren't creating anything anyway. So it, it put a lot of pressure on us, really. So I think that knocked the stuffing out of us a bit, really. But overall, you know, it was a much better performance than we've seen of late um, with the ball. But it's just that we didn't create really anything. And then... Um, the first goal was a decent goal from them. But the second one, we gave it to them, really, you know. But um, we've done that too many times over the last two years, giving goals away by losing the ball on the edge of our box. But we haven't seemed to have learned from it. Uh, it's just so frustrating, you know. I don't know what I don't know why we keep doing it when it's happened so many times. But so yeah, you saw the goals. What did you make of the goals, Mike? Yeah, well, I mean, I watched the game back on the player. Um which I'm not going to lie, is getting a bit depressing how to keep watching defeats knowing that the score already. Uh, it's very gutsy. I'm not going <laughs> to I'm very gutty, shall I say. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, I mean, do you know what? I, I echo what you're saying to a general degree. I mean, we did look better at first. I mean, compared to some performances recently, we, we looked more solid in the first half. Um our passing was better. It's still a bit more erratic when we got into the final third, just because I, I still feel like we're trying to move so quickly, trying to move the ball quickly, but everyone's moving around in positions. So no one's really in a, in a set of place all the time that we then lose the ball. Um, but we, we did look more solid. And you're right, we, we didn't deserve to be 1-0 down at halftime. Um, 
Annabelle, we had a, Annabelle had a, a, a great effort. She's hit it from out wide out right on the right, and their keepers just got back and tipped it around the post at last minute. Um, in the first, that was in the first half, and I don't know. I kind of felt. I wonder, but I felt like Southampton probably thought we were going to do more than we did. So maybe they were a bit more conservative in how they set up first half. Um, and then I mean their first goal was I mean, that. That's just a, that beautiful. It's a beautiful through ball. It's not even really down to pace. I mean, you could say about um, their forward. You know, their players got onto it first inside the box. They've read it, but. Um, you know, it's just a beautiful through ball to be honest with you. Um, and as you say, the, the, the second goal, we, you know, you're looking right at the end, and it was it's just a, as you say, Amy's not she's not played for like three months, um, and it's just a, it's a it's a it's a tired pass, and then uh, and Phil's I don't know if she, I don't think she's had the shout because she's been clattered from behind to lose the ball, um, and you know, and, and it's two nil, and it. It was harsh uh, in that sense, but as you say, uh, you know, Chloe came on at half time, and you know, to and gave their gave their their midfield a bit of a pep up, as it were, pun intended. Um, and I feel perhaps because we didn't do what they thought we were going to do the first half, in terms of you know, create more chances and stuff. They they could change their game and a being one 0 up. Um, but realising actually they, they could push higher up the pitch because we weren't really causing too many problems at the back for them and they just strangled us. Um, and it is hard because, as you say, you know, I think you look at some of our performances recently and the goals we've conceded and stuff and this wasn't that kind of game. Um, but the same issues are still there uh, in the sense of we're not scoring, we're not really creating I mean, the stats say we had four shots. That it doesn't say whether they're on target. They stopped saying whether they're on target or not. I think because Palace men and women have so few shots on target. I think the Palace website stopped recording them. Um, it just says shots. So we've had four and they've had ten. Um, but we, we're not, you know, when you look for our, a lot of our games, we, you know, we're just not scoring goals. We're not creating many chances. Our last two league wins were both 1-0 and essentially smashing grabs where we scored with virtually our only chance. And you know, back to the walls, battled for a, for a one nil win, and um, this game had that kind of feel about it a little bit, in the sense of if we were going to win it, it was going to be a moment again where we we grab a goal and then try and hold on. Um, and it is, I think, the problem is, as you say, you know, you, you watch the first forty five, and we didn't look like a team that's on the run it's on and that's out of form and you know perhaps under pressure and stuff but the moment the goal went in it surfaced the problems that, that we keep having because as I, I said last week you know if we score first we've won every game and if we concede first we've lost every game and the moment that goal went in Southampton have got to have loaned you know they'd have done their studies you know intensely and but they're going to realise that and once they got ahead it's like it's game over. You know, there's still 45 minutes to play, but you don't ever feel like we're going to realistically get back into it in the games. And the thing is, it's hard for the best behalf of players because I suppose if in, in a game, if you're 
you're creating chances and you're having shots and it's just been some good saves by the keeper or a couple of like, you know, you've hit the post or a couple of it's just gone wide, but you're putting pressure on the other team and you're creating those chances. If you then go 1-0 down, you know, well, actually, look, we are causing them problems at the back. We are having efforts. You know, we've, we've gone close to a couple of times. We, you know, we, we can, we can, we can get back into this game. We've got it in as a score of goals. But when you've played 45 minutes where in reality, you've had a lot of the ball, but, You've created one half chance in the whole forty-five minutes, and then they've created like two, and they've just scored from one of them. You you don't have that that belief, isn't there? Do you know what I mean? To to kind of know, right? Okay, well, second half we're going to put them to the sword because we don't do that. We don't come out and and I say the men's team are just the same. We we never put anyone to the sword. We don't come out and really pile the pressure on. Um. The only reason it happened on Sunday for the men, sorry, Saturday for the men, was because United went out of 10 men. Um, you know, we don't really do that. And unfortunately, it's it's kind of letting teams ease the points a little bit. You know, I know, you know I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that they're not bothering or anything, because we, we know that, that, you know, the players, they put in 110% every time. We know that. But because we're creating virtually nothing, we're... It's easy. Any team that takes the lead can be confident that the chances are they're winning that game because we're not really putting them under even like a fifteen-minute spell of bombardment. You know, like most teams, you know, you wonder what down away from home the last fifteen minutes, your team, you're throwing everything at them, aren't you? You know, you're you're bombarding them. You're trying to put in as many shots as possible because the home team is going to start to feel a bit of pressure because it's a it's a narrow lead. And we don't do that. We just aren't doing it and when you look at the, the attacking players that we've got which but realistically other than the loss of Sibs which we haven't recovered from at all um, but other than the loss of Sibs we haven't really lost our attacking players during during this season in fact obviously with Rihanna now back we've gained one it's been down the other end of the table where we keep having to chop and change because of, of injuries and such Um. But yeah, we we we, despite those play, you know, we've got the players there that that should, we, that should be scoring a lot of goals, should be creating a lot of chances, and it just doesn't happen. Um, and so that's the problem: is our defence this season just isn't getting a reprieve? Because you feel like last year we were so when we were so successful last year in games, you know, we were scoring goals. We were, you look at the the Lewis game when we were one 0 down at half time. We were awful. We come out the second half and absolutely tonked them. You know, one three one. But we were all over them. You know, so many games where we were scoring goals. So our vulnerability that's always been there defensively wasn't as wasn't as exposed at times because we could create chances, we could score goals. But this year we just ain't doing it. Um, and it's costing, as I say, it's costing the men as well because we, we, we're, we're dropping so many points where we shouldn't be because we just aren't, we don't put the ball in the back in there. We don't put any pressure on them. Our defence gets put under pressure, which is where sometimes we keep making these errors because our, our defence gets put under pressure by the opposition and they get no reprieve from our forward line of scoring goals. Um, you know, and so I feel like it's a difficult one because it was a much improved performance. Uh, and the, the players need to take heart from that. Um, and as you say, against a very good team, who having a great season, um, away from home as well, you know, and there's a lot of those factors. But 
we need to find sort something fast up front because if we don't, we we're in for a world of trouble the rest of this season. Um, because if you don't score goals, you ain't winning games, and we can't keep clean sheets, so we're not drawing, we're not getting nil nils. Um, so yeah, it's, it's one of, it's difficult as I say, you know, watching it. Um, as you know, I, th- I thought we played well first half, um, and it, you know, we, as I say, we didn't deserve to be a goal down. But my, my concern is there, as I say, is the same kind of thing boils back. I think every week now on here, we were talking about how we've not really created anything. We've not really had any many shots. I mean, it's become a thing at games, unfortunately, where both say for the men and at men's and women's games, where it's a big thing when you get a shot on target because it's just so rare. You know, and it is it's absolutely killing us at the moment. Um so it's hard because obviously Dean and Dean and Marzin and the play they're trying to find a way to to cut out the goals to make us more defensively solid. But they've also then got to try to find a way to, to score the goals. And realistically, we haven't played free flowing football going forward since the Blackburn game. And that was the fourth game of the season. You know, since then we've we've not played that way at all. Um, so yeah, it's I don't know whether you feel I'm being a bit too harsh or anything, but that is just, um, and I, I don't want to be sounding really moany about because, as you say, you know, it was a, it was a much improved performance, especially when let's be honest, we had two midfielders at fullbacks. Um, you know, changes again in that area, um, but you know they. They played really well. They, they played well. They worked. They worked really hard and were really unfortunate to go go down. And but I just don't know if, if for yourself, Phil, whether you kind of see where I'm coming from about our forward line and, and how it's kind of killing us at the moment. Yeah, I think it's the lack of creativity of chances is is a, is a worry, isn't it? Because. Um... You know, every time we concede a goal, we think it's going to be, you know, it's, it's difficult for us to, to win a game because you've got, and we don't keep clean sheet. It's the worst, it's what, you, it's what you hear, isn't it? The worst scenario that you can have is you don't keep clean sheets and we're not scoring enough goals or creating enough chances. That's a real problem, but it's difficult because we've had so, we've been really unlucky with injuries as well. I mean, again, you know, we've missed key players. You know, Sean has been out for a while now and then obviously Polly was playing really well and she was injured. Um, Fliss was on the bench, but I understand that she wasn't. She wasn't in any way fit to come on. Really, she was. She was. She was on the bench as a number, but I don't think uh, there was any intention of bringing her on. So our two sort of wing back, full backs, whatever you know, um, Fliss and Polly being missing. Um, obviously, Sid and um, Izzy Sibley's out for the season it's just you know it's, it, that's killing us as well really it means but you're right the two midfield players um uh chloe arthur and kirsten riley they actually played really well and um in an unfamiliar position for them um they did really well and um i, th- I thought it was um i also thought it was holly Olden's best game for us she covered a hell of a lot of ground you know i mean that's that's a big old pitch at st mary's she um she was up and down that pitch and showed really she great stamina from her that was definitely the best i've seen um holly play i thought she played very well actually um yeah up front i mean we didn't create and i mean you can't you know what could you say i mean it's great to see rana dean on the pitch um some nice touches from her but we didn't really 
create anything for her realistically give her a chance to to do any show what she can do in front of goal so that was that was difficult um and then when we brought elise hughes on and uh, Mo and molly sharp it was um we've you know we were, we were under the, under a bit of pressure and because we needed to get up the pitch and it was just difficult all round really and you know when let's let's not forget southampton i think in the last three seasons i think they've only lost three games in the league you know they've got promoted, promoted, and you know I think I I don't think they've lost more than one se one game in the two seasons in the league before this one. So and they've only lost two in this season. Their first season up, they they you know let's not forget how good they are. They are a very very well organised team. They look like a good team. Very difficult to score against, create anything against. They're solid at the back, and and I think you know when you put all that together and our run. All we can do is be be happy that there's been there's some improvement there really. Um, and um and, and we've got to take that positive out of it because it's just um it's it's just we're moving in the right direction and that's all we can ask for at the moment. We've got everything against us really. We've got injuries, we've got, you know, players not in their best form, confidence is low. Um so all we can really do is just get behind them and make sure that we um that you know we we give them the best chance of whatever whatever team we put on the pitch we give them the best chance. I mean I think Shauna might be fit hopefully again this uh, again now um, for this Sunday. So when we beat them up there she played really well in that one nil win. You know um, thing about thing about Shauna is she's brave and she gets stuck in and she <laughs> she doesn't mind sort of mixing it up a bit. I wonder whether or not she's fit enough to start the game because I think that might be quite helpful for us because she does she's a little feisty little character in midfield there, Shauna. And that game when we won one up, one nil up there, she was winding them up a bit. I mean, you know, it's uh, one of the players threw the ball at her face because <laughs> she was like getting stuck in. And so you know, let's hope that we can uh, turn it around on Sunday. But uh, there were some positives, Mike, and um, I think at the moment that's all we can really look for because. You know, we've 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 let players go. We've got we we've got loads of injuries. We didn't have a very full bench. We only had I think three outfield players on the bench that could realistically come on. Fliss was the other one. But you know, I think um, I think if we keep moving in the right direction, we'll start we'll start doing winning games. I think I think there's a couple of wins there um, for the in the rest of the season. We're not we're not giving up yet. So I think that's all we can take from it, really. Yeah, I think you know what. I can. I think at the moment, and this isn't you know this isn't under players or the staff or anything, but the the main club as a whole, I think need to take a good long look at themselves. Because I mean we've highlighted through the season there's been issues. We we did a, on the pod we had all the issues before the the Charlton game at home with, um you know trying to get the stand and you got accused of lying by staff and. <laughs> Uh, you know, and all the dramas we had and season ticket holders being treated like second rate people and you know, there's been a whole you know, the way that we we've covered things before the way the way that the the signings were announced, you know, the lack of information for the summer, you know, the we still haven't actually had this official big uh, um, news thing stating that we've gone full time that we're supposedly supposed to have. Um I believe you were told at Christmas that there was merchandise, but we just didn't have. They were just weren't set up for the promotion of it yet. More than that, we haven't seen anything like that. There's been so many things, but now, what I think is really starting to embarrass the club, really, and really let down Dean and Mars and all those players out in that pitch and everyone who who works their socks off for 
for that team every week for the main club is the situation of the squad. Because we've had it in the past where, especially when you get to around December time, the, like the Conte Cup games, where our, especially when, you know, when we were, when we were part time, where our bench was dwindling because players weren't available for injuries or whether it's job reasons, or whatever. You know, we're supposed to be a full time professional team now. But here we are. We've, we've had three, four people leave this window. Not replace, not brought anyone in. We'd already lost Sibs for the rest of the season. Massive blow. Not replaced her. We already knew that there's deficiencies in areas in the team where we needed recruitment anyway. None of that's happened. We're now at a point of, you know, we, we just started February. We can't even put a full bench together. It's bad enough in the men's team. I think we had two goalkeepers on the bench on, on Saturday. You know, half half Vieira's bench is pointless because you don't pick any of them. They're just people just taking up seats. He must have picked four goalkeepers on the bench. So it's bad enough in the men's side. We can't even put seven people on. I don't know what the limit is in the, in the women's. I think it's whether it's seven or nine. We can't put seven players on the bench. We can't even name a seven-player bench. And the last few games, the players we have been naming aren't even fit to play. They're just being named, whether it's to make it look like we might have options or just to try and have a bench or what. But, you know, we've been left so thin on the ground that how are we supposed to compete? You know, this this is the most competitive this league has ever been. You know, and we're supposed to have these big changes in the summer. And we it almost feels like we're in a worse position than we were when we were part-time. You know, the, 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 the mistreatment that's happening, I think, or the lack of action, the lack of anything that's going on from the main club towards the women's team at the moment, it's just appalling. And, you know, we, we there is a serious risk that if they pull that, before they get the chance to pull their act together in the summer and, and rebuild again or whatever they're going to do, we could be in the third tier. You know, it's a small chance at the moment because thankfully Coventry aren't winning, haven't picked up any points since they beat us. Um, Sheffield, you know, so they're, they're, they're still a fair way behind. They're 12 points behind us still. 13 effectively with the, the goal difference. Um, Sheffield United are still seven points behind us. We've got to play them twice yet. You know, so it is a small thing, but the reality is there because there's enough games for both those teams to overtake us. And the way we're going at the moment, you know, wins of points are very hard to come by. But I just feel like, you know, the main club, they're just, they've just, for whatever reason, I don't know, I'm guessing the finances aren't there, whether they can't afford to provide the finances to the team or whether they've just decided not to, I don't know what the reason is, but when you look at all the other sides and you look at the stuff, I mean, Coventry, for goodness sake, went part-time in the summer, so they went backwards because of the financial issues. So their new their owner took over and rescued them. Took them to like the part-time hybrid model. And look at the business they've done. <laughs> and all the players that they signed and the money they spent. Well, you know, we're a Premier League team. And they couldn't find it, any any means to to bring in a couple of players on loan or something to give Dean Marzi a chance to to salvage something from this season, to give the players and the, the pitch a, 
some a helping hand, you know, a bit of a bit of fresh blood, a bit of a a, a difference, you know. Nothing happened, and our squad is just threadbare at the moment. And players have gone, and I'm I find I'm very questionable over the Kirsty Barton move. Um, I just find the fact that she's turned up two days later at Lewis. I feel like we've missed out on the transfer fee there somewhere. But um, you know, we've lost players. No one's nothing's coming. I just feel like the main club has really, really let us down. Letting the letting everyone on the women's side down at the moment, and it's it's embarrassing, really. Just as I say, we we can't even put together a match day squad as a professional team. You know, and I find that very worrying. I don't know about you. Well, I think it was really important, you know, during halfway through the season, is to freshen up training a little bit. It's so good to have a couple of new players because. It's in you know it's an interest. It's something for for the players, the other the existing players, you know, to have a bit more interest, some different faces, get to know different people, um, and I think it, it gives everyone a bit of a lift as well. But especially in our position, we've letting what four players go, and we know we've got injuries. I mean, in our position, it was even more important that we had a couple of new players coming in in January in, during the window because. You know, not only not only to freshen things up at training, but also we need we need we need numbers. You know, we need we need players to to contribute on the pitch, and uh, it would have really helped the squad, I think. So I absolutely agree with you. It's baffling, really. I mean, we don't know whether or not they went for some people, some players, and they weren't available, or we just couldn't get get you know get get players in. But we don't know if that happened or if we didn't even try. Um, we don't know what the financial situation is. The fact that we've let four players go. Um, although one of them's on a, uh, gone to, uh, I think Hope Smith's um, still around. She's just gone to to play for Millwall, I think, and then still, still she was on the bench yeah, for us yes, the other yes, day, yes. wasn't she? So she's, she's but so we let, let three players go basically, haven't we? Um, and um, and so yeah, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. But we just don't know what what's going on behind the scenes. It, we just, you know, it's really frustrating because we don't really have the same sort of coverage for women. For the women's team, so we don't have a we don't have a Matt Woosnam, for example, you know who who gives us insight into what's going on at the uh, with the Palace men, you know um, Sean Derry, for example. We you know he 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 explained exactly what happened there. We would never get anything like that on the women's side. There's just not the journalism there um, following that that side of the club. So we just have to sort of speculate and just wonder what's going on but it's real it's a real it's really disappointing mike i mean we desperately needed some players coming in uh we're very short and um it's almost like the club have just written off this season which is a real shame really because you know the squad deserved to be supported as you know they like you said they put in so much effort training all week as well you know they're really amazing the dedication that they provide for the club and i just think they they're being let down really i think you know and dean and marzi and all the all the all the coaching staff behind the scenes that you know they 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 probably just feel a bit devastated by it all as well and frustrated you know so it's very very difficult um we, we you know if you're going to go and, and and go full time and get a 25 player squad that that commitment at the beginning of the season it it sounded like they were really going for it um, but obviously they weren't because they haven't really followed it up. And if they're really going for it, they would be following it up and planning for next season, bringing a couple of players in now, ready for next season. That's what they should be doing. Um, but they haven't done it. Yeah, frustrating, really frustrating, to be honest. 
Yeah, I think what's worrying is if, as you say, it does feel like they've kind of like the main club have given up on the season, but we're not safe yet. <laughs> Do you know I mean? It's not like we, you know, we 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 can't go anywhere. We just, you know, we're going to be perennially eighth. We're still vulnerable, you know, and that, that's that's what's concerning. Um, there's one other point I said earlier on that there's a bit I wanted to talk about midway, and ironically, what I just said wasn't it. It's just I I made it, I thought of it um, while we were going along, so I just wanted to highlight it. Um, now I want to read out the. the the stats for the last 10 games for the men's and the women's have compared just to, to highlight uh, <laughs> what it's been like to be a Palace fan of late. Um, and then get to the point which I want to make, which is uh, very Roy Hodgson-esque, as it were. So so for the women's team, in our last 10 games in all competitions, we've won three, drawn none, lost seven. Uh, we scored 11, conceded 22. Obviously, one of those wins was Watford. So it was against a third-tier team in the Cup. And five of the goals, five of those 11 came in that game. And for the men's, it's even even worse, really. Uh, in the last 10 games in all competitions for the men, it's one win, uh, three draws and six defeats. Scored five, conceded 14. So it's not been, not been pretty. Um, but the reason why... I kind of mentioned the stats. Uh, what, what I wanted to very briefly talk about was under Roy Hodgson for the men's side, there's a phrase that became uh, very regularly said and despised by a lot of our fan base, but that I feel is one of the things that we desperately need in our season this year. And that is to respect the point. Because we haven't drawn a single game this season. Not one. You know, it's either win or lose for us. And unfortunately, it's been majority of the time lose. Um, but those points are crucial. I mean, look at the men's game at the moment. The, the two draws, back-back draws against United at home and Newcastle at home. A, bought Vieira some time. But, you know, they, they dragged us from, you know, looking... You know, a couple of points clear everybody and moves us a bit up the table. It just keeps you ticking over, keeps you creeping towards that safe target. And we're not doing that in the league. And in previous seasons, it, those you know our, our decent return of points and stuff and position has been because of draws. Obviously, wins as well. But you know, it's getting those draws. It's those games where you're not playing very well, but you you nick a point, and it, it all adds to the total. Um. And we're just not getting them. And I feel it's so damaging. And just to highlight uh, why I think that. Now, when you look at the league table, right, Durham have gone above us uh, on goal difference. They've won a game less than us. Lewis are above us by a point. They've won a game less than us. Southampton are third. And they are eight points ahead of us. And they've won one game more than us. So the third place team have only won one more game than we have. Yet we're eight points behind them. That's because Southampton's drawn five games. Lewis have drawn four games. Durham have drawn three games. You know, Blackburn are behind us, but they're only one by, you know, catching us up by a point because they've won five games. They've only won three matches. 
but they've won five. Those 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 points, I think we probably un, you know under they are underappreciated a lot of time draws because it's frustrating. It's not a win. You know, some games when you think, oh my god, you know, you you, you a draw feels like a win, but a lot of the time, you know, because it's not a win, it's frustrating. But actually, those points are crucial. In, in <clears throat> as I say, they're what keeps you ticking over. You know, our, our unbeaten run, our record unbeaten run last season, we were seven games unbeaten. Two of those were draws. But it all added to us staying on that unbeaten run. It was adding points to the board. It was keeping us ticking over. And we're not getting that this season. We haven't had it once. You know, and I think how, what the solution is, I don't know. Because, you know, oh, I'm, not, I'm not a coach for a start. But we need, I think... The fact that we've not drawn any games has really hurt us because you know you you chuck in a couple. Of, you look at Charlton at home; we shouldn't have lost that game. You know that should have been drawn. We should have had the penalty. Um, you know but we should have gone from at least a draw out of that. You know Sunday's game just gone could have easily been a nil-nil draw on another day. Um, uh, we've had a couple of other games as well where it's it's been similar. I mean, Coventry, you know, 3 2. I mean, <clears throat> we had chances near the end. You know, we, you grab a couple of draws, and all of a sudden the table looks a bit different. You, if we'd drawn two or three games, if we'd drawn three games this season, we'd be on 18 points. I wouldn't be sitting here thinking, oh my God, we could still go down. With 18 points, I, you know, we'd be, I'd feel we'd be pretty much safe, you know, and. And we wouldn't be on a, we'd be on less of a, a losing run as well. You know, it's, the, I just feel, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, you might feel differently, feel other people who are listening might feel differently. Um, but I, I just feel that, you know, Royce, I respect the point and it was lambasted because, you know, obviously people want to win games. But I think this season, it, it's really hurt us um, that we haven't nicked the odd despicable draw. <laughs> You know, um, or even if you know, we so, so the, the opposition's nicked the draw off of us because at the moment it's, it's, it's win or bust. Um, I'm just curious of your thoughts on that because, as I say, I kind of you know, respect the point. I'd I, I, I cut my hand off for a point at the moment, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And, and the thing is, as well, is that the gap that gap that you were talking about, even though they've only won what one game more than us or whatever, that gap of however many points that. Every time you you lose a game, there's a three point swing to the team you've lost to. So not only is it sort of you know you're not getting anything, but the team that you just played gets another three points on you. That's where the gap comes. If you draw those games, then you know you're both getting a point, and 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 obviously, you know you, they're not getting that three point swing every time. Points, you know, getting a draw against a team that's certainly you know above you keeps you close to them if you lose to a team that's above you that two point gap becomes five points it's you know whatever it might be so yeah get get picking up the odd point is just so important really to keep keep you sort of in within distance of the teams above you because that three point swing is hard to get back especially if teams are winning like Bristol City and London City seem to be winning most of their games. So getting those three points back mean they've got to drop points and we've got to keep winning and we're never going to, you know, it's not, not going to happen. So really important that we, um, that we do make sure we pick up the odd point here and there. And it's incredible, isn't it? We're the only team in the division that hasn't drawn a game and, 
Yeah, I mean, you're right, though. We've been a bit unlucky. We should have had decisions our way. That Charlton penalty, pushing the back, you know, it's the most ridiculous, obvious penalty ever. Don't know, but, you know. And actually, the same happened on Sunday because um, Rihanna, Rihanna got absolutely clattered right on the edge of the box. It wasn't a penalty. It was outside the area, but only only just absolutely clattered in the back. Referee gave nothing. Second half, exactly the same happened to one of their players, gave a free kick. So... We're not getting rubber the green in so many ways, really. You know, we've got injuries. We've got um, we've not been lucky with some of the decisions. I know everyone will say every other, every other club will say the same, but I just think some key decisions have not gone our way as well. But yeah, I absolutely agree. Respect the point. You know, we need to start. We need. You know, every time you don't get an unbeaten run without draws. You know, and and that's where the you need to be consistent to to, to not be beaten. You know, and I think that's one of our problems. You know, we we're not consistent enough. We can be one week we can play quite well, and the next week we can be really poor. And we're not, and I think a lot of that's because of a number of things. I think sometimes it's because of the team being moved around so much, and that's and, and that's sometimes because of injuries um, that you have to cover, put, put players in unfamiliar positions. But that's where the consistency you don't get the consistency, you get more consistency with the same 11 or the same shape or players playing in position that they're used to. And that's one of the problems we've got is that we've had so many injuries and had to move people around quite a lot. Um, and it's just caused us, you know, issues really. And that's why, and and to, and to have an unbeaten run, which will include draws, almost certainly, you just need that. We just don't have the consistency at the moment. Frustrating, but you know, we, I think now we've just got to learn from this season. We've got to learn the lessons from this season that we really need to pick a, a style of play for the players and stick with the players and try and be try and keep the core of the team the same, rather than move things around so much. It can't be easy for the players if they if they if they keep being asked to move and play in different positions. I think that's one of the things we've got to learn. But for us to do next season, Dean and Marzi need a full squad of players um, uh, to cover for injuries. We but need almost two players. Well, we need yeah, we need two players in every position, Mike, and we haven't got that. That's, that's we haven't even got two players in the set, two centre backs, let alone two players in every position. So I mean. I think, you know, one of the things we've got to do is we've just got to look at what we actually need in the summer and what positions we need to strengthen in and make sure we get those people in first. Those are the key ones. Um, because we've got them, we've got this core of a really good team there, you know, but I just think, you know, there's so many issues at the moment and we've been a little bit unlucky as well. But I'm really gutted we didn't bring in two players in, the, in January. Absolutely. We needed that for so many reasons. We really needed to. We just wanted to. We just needed to freshen up the squad a bit. I'm so disappointed that we didn't do that. And I, I, I don't know, as I say, whether or not we went for anyone and couldn't just couldn't get them. But um, we needed people in, and uh, yeah, that, that's one of the reasons why we're we're going to find it difficult to pick up the odd point when you know picking up draws when you sort of under the cosh a bit. You know, those, those are the really important ones that you think, gosh, we've got away of it a bit there. It's a fantastic point, that is, you know. I've, I, I, we haven't been able to say that for a long time, have we? So, well, we haven't had a point for a long time. So, um, but it, <laughs> yeah, you just, you, you just need, we just need to, uh, you know, we just need to learn from this season now going forward for next year. I mean, we've got to, we've got to just pick up um, players that we need, strong players in those positions where we need to strengthen and make sure we've got good cover for them as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I 100% agree. You know, and points breed confidence, don't they? 
you know, and you get a you get a draw, a couple of draws, harder draws, and it, it boosts the confidence within the team. But I was going to set you homework actually uh, for next week's pod, ahead of next week's pod, for to to see how many times this season we've actually played the same start eleven. I feel like it's going to be twice the first two games of the season, but I'd just be curious to see how many changes we've, how many times we've changed, how many changes, etc. Um, because there was a time when at the beginning when it, when it weren't necessarily forced by injuries, so I was going to set you that as a bit of homework uh, <laughs> to have a look into for us. Um, right, so moving on. Obviously, we need some points on the board, and our next opportunity to do that is this Sunday. At Hayes Lane. Uh, yes, that's right, Hayes Lane. Uh, the main club think it doesn't exist, but it does exist. It's called Hayes Lane. Um, it's a 12 o'clock kickoff. Uh, done, I'd imagine, before Durham, because Durham, all of Durham's kickoffs are 12 o'clock. I imagine they're for their journey back. So, uh, 12 o'clock kickoff at Hayes Lane. The old enemy come to town. We've beaten their 3-1 last season. Um in fact, we are three wins in a row against them in the league. But obviously, a couple of weeks ago, we lost 3-0 in the FA Cup to them away. We know it's going to be a tricky game. We know they're going to be uh, aggressive. You know, they're going to shout and swear and demand every every foul and everything. They'll be calling for handballs for, and penalties for stuff that isn't, that isn't anywhere near one. Um. I, I would imagine I wouldn't be surprised if Rihanna's on the bench, just as a protective measure. To be honest with you, against the way that they play, um, but yeah, it's if we were gonna if there's a time to to get your first league points of the year to end the end the, the bad run to kickstart ourselves, this is the time to do it um, against you know Sod Charlton and that game coming on later in the season. Let's, let's stick one over Durham, please. Um, and I feel like we need to. I, I want. I feel like we we need some kind of like the old the old Greek and Turkish style where hostile reception. You know where you, you see like visiting teams in the in the Europe uh, like the Europa League and the Champions League net where where they're arriving and there's like thousands of fans and it's like red flares going off everywhere like welcome to hell and all that kind of thing I kind of feel like we need that kind of reception for Durham because obviously they were they were so concerned about uh, the the young Kufa scallywags that yourself and John and others were the last time in the league against Durham that they all got put John and co got put uh, in a designated away area for for vandals (laughs) Uh, the last game so that they've obviously got even more issues and concerns of us. So uh, I, I kind of feel like we need we need to do something. I don't know what with like 10 of us, but uh, I feel like they need a hostile reception um, when they arrive uh, on Sunday. But yes, it's, it's joking aside, it's, it's a chance to to register, get something on the board. Durham, you know, they're not having a great season. They've only just gone above us. By their standards, they're having a terrible season. Um and yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a very difficult game, and um, I'd imagine probably similar lineup to what we, if not the same, maybe for the first time to what we had this Sunday because uh, of restricted by injuries. Um, but your thoughts on the, the, this game coming up, Phil? Yeah, I think I'm going to get a cardboard 
bit of bit of cardboard and and write on it welcome to hell and hold that up outside Hayes Lane for when they arrive <laughs> um send some fireworks <laughs> in their direction <laughs> send some fireworks in their direction <laughs> on my on my own do my little bit of uh, Galatasaray um sort of uh, intimidation <laughs> or whatever but yeah so um, sparklers or something Sparklers will probably be more more me actually glow, than fireworks. Glow sticks yeah. and your party poppers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I think I'll put them in the direction of Mr. Stephen uh, Brass as well, who accused us of all sorts when we were up there earlier in the season. I still can't get my head around that, but um, yeah, I think I'll try to do my own one man sort of. Uh, demonstration against them as they arrive but um yeah i mean it'd be nice wouldn't it if we had a few more there on sunday to get make it quite an intimidating atmosphere for them because they they bloody deserve it you know they're they're nasty i'm sorry they are they they really push the limits and um and uh leave their foot in and just yeah they're just everything you don't really don't really want to have to play against we've got to be really physically strong when we play them really but um but yeah i think it's um I think it's going to be an interesting game, isn't it? I, I'd imagine that we, you know, we've got to win the battle before we can start playing football because it is going to be like that. Um, so, uh, but our, our, you know, our record against them, as you say, recently in the league has been really good. So I'm quite positive about it. Really, I think we need to get off to a good start because we've had a few poor starts recently. Coventry, especially, was awful, and then um, sort of get a grip of the game, and then hopefully we can we can do it. I think I saw so many good signs on Sunday. I'm much more positive than I was and about how we might be able to to get some get some points on Sunday. But um it's gonna be a tough game, like you say. It's you know, they're just a very strong physical team. They um we need a strong referee. I don't know who I don't I don't know who the referee is, if we've if we've had that ref before, but I'll I'll try and find out who it is actually and if we've had them this season. But we do need a strong referee because they will try and get away with whatever they can in that game. They're just a very sort of, you know, I don't know what the word is. I suppose you could say that they're very professional in the way that they put their their game plan forward, you know, and they they try and get whatever they can. But um, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm. I think you know it's going to be a good game. I think because there will be that little bit of needle there. Um, I think it'll be a very interesting game. But we've got to win that battle before we can start winning. You know, the right to play football. I think we need to get that get that first. So hopefully we'll be up for it. Because if you're not up for it against Durham, then they beat you. You know, you've got to match them physically first. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. How do you see it going, Mike? It's, oh, it's tricky, isn't it? Uh, because if you go by form um, and the way things have gone lately, then it, it could be a very bad day. Because we know what how how capable Durham are. I mean, we experienced it two weeks ago, didn't we? Um, but as you say, it was a different performance on Sunday. Um, there was a lot more to be... Uh, positive from to build on um, and you never know you know sometimes it's these kind of games are exactly what you need to to kind of get make things click you know it, it's it will be a battle um, but yeah it's, it's it's very hard it's just very hard to call isn't it because I, I still feel like you know just, just as I say with the forward line we've, with the forward attacking players we've got on its day, when that clicks right, we've got the players there to cause so many problems to teams. You know, to be scoring goals left, right and centre. You've got those, 
you've got those kind of players there to do that. Um, it's just finding that groove to for it, to make it work. Um, and at some point, as I, I kept saying that at some point we were going to rip someone apart and we did it to Watford. Um, you know, and it, you know, those those players are there. The, our defensive issues aside, we, we've got the attacking players there to, um, you know, really hurt teams. But oh, it's just tricky, isn't it? It's just really hard to because you know, do I do I follow my head? Do I follow my heart? Type thing. Um, it's really really tough one to call, uh, and that's how kind of how it is lately. Because you know the the easy option is to sit here and say, "Well, we'll lose, we'll lose two 0 or three 0 Um, that's the easy option to sit here and say, isn't it? And and unfortunately, we've seen enough recently that you could argue that point, um, you know, quite comfortably. But you know, this team has pulled out surprises time and time and again. That the squad that this club has, um. You know, and at some point, you know, at some point it's going to happen. At some point, you know, we that we're going to get that result. We're going to put in that performance that just, you know, completely above expectations. And and it's it could well be this Sunday. You know, I, I bloody hope it is. <laughs> um, but it is it is a very tough one to call. I mean, I sound like I've I've got your I've borrowed your fence for the moment. Um. But you know, yeah, it's it's very hard to know which way which way to fall on at the moment. The key thing is we've got to score first. The stats all season prove that we have to score first. Score first, we win. Concede first, we lose. It's been that's that's been the uh, standard fact all season long. Um, so we we've got to score first. And score early. And I think that's probably one of the problems on on Sunday was for for our decent start and our possession and controlling the game as you say for like the first 25 30 minutes we were on top and causing problems we had nothing to show for it we didn't we didn't ever we didn't get a goal out of it we didn't you know we we didn't affect the game in that sense and all the while that happens all it takes is one moment for the opposition and bam you you one nil down and which is which is what we found ourselves so we've got to score first and we've got to score early and I think if we can, if we do, if we can get one, if we can get ourselves one nil up, we'll beat them, because they can't. Durham can't handle things not going their way. We've said this before; they can't handle it. You know, it's they. We know what they're going to be like. We know when we played them last year, and you know they just bullied the referee in the end into giving them a foul for their player falling over the ball, because they just hounded the ref so much that they just were getting everything. Um, you know, we know they they get more when it's not when the game's not going their way, when the scoreline's not going their way, they get more aggravated, more verbally abusive because you can hear it. Despite what they seem to claim, blaming on other teams, you know, it's their players that do it. You know, they're making bad tackles. They get they they lose their composure on the pitch. So I think if we can start solid, we're going to get through the first fifteen twenty minutes because that has been our Achilles' heel in a lot of games. We we, we concede early. Um, if we can get for that, that first spell, that first fifteen twenty minutes without conceding, and then and grab ourselves a goal, either in that spell or just after it, then you know I think they will start to to, to cause their own problems. Um, you know, and and we are, we are we we can do that. Um, it's just finding our our, our rhythm to do it. And I think if we can get ourselves one up, that belief will 
will come. Um, it's it's it was what was missing from Sunday was was getting that opportunity when we were on top, um, getting you know making that breakthrough, and then you can got something to build on, and then they had you draw the other team out a bit then as well because they've got to change their game plan because then they've got to chase the game. So uh, very hard to call, very hard to call. Um, but yeah, you know, I've, I'm yeah, I'm kind of there peeking over your fence. <laughs> well, I'm 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 not going to be sitting on the fence. You'll be glad to hear this week um, because I think um, I think I saw enough on Sunday to make me think that we're going to win this one. So, um, so my score line, my score prediction is two one to Palace, um, and I think Rihanna Dean will score her first goal, and I think Paige Bailey Gale will score as well. Interesting, interesting. Well. Is it possible to actually, when it comes to predicting a scoreline, to sit on the fence? Because we haven't drawn a single game all season. So, no. <laughs> so to, predict, to predict during a game would just be absolute madness. Um, but you know what? In terms of, you know, right here, right now, I'm going to go because I'm fed up with moaning and the, the negative feeling and stuff, and it's bloody Durham and Aiton. Uh, so I'm going to go with, we're going to put off a surprise weekend, you know, and we're going to beat them. Um uh, but I'll go with I'll go with one nil. Uh, it'll be a battle, it'll be a fight, and it'll it'll be a one nil jobby. And I'm going to go with uh, Annabelle scores it. She's top scorer in the second half of the season. Uh, I'm, as I say, I'm not sure whether Rihanna will start. Um, just depending on, you know, I know they're trying to ease it, look after her, getting her back into playing, and the way that Durham are, it might not be the ideal game. Um, but yeah, Anna, Annabelle scored more than anybody for us since the start of 2023. So, go for a Blanchard special and uh, a bruising 1-0 victory. Um, yes, so that's where I'm going to go for you. Well, I'll, I'll definitely take that. And, and um, yeah, I mean, it's funny, isn't it? The one season that I've been sitting on the fence for the, you know, there's no draws. It's just typical, isn't it? So, um, so yeah, I, I've got off my fence now, and I'm not going to do any more draws for the rest of the season because there's no point. So, uh, uh, I just, I've just got this feeling that we're going to click, you know, because I saw signs on Sunday of some of our player passing was really, really crisp and good, and and uh, although there wasn't a real threat from us, I think we can build on what we had on Sunday, and I, I, I fancy us, you know, I really do, especially at home and. I just think we, I think we'd be up for it, but after losing to them in the cup as well, I think there's a little bit of revenge there for that. Um, I've, I've, I fancy us strongly, you know. I've got, I've just got a feeling we're going to beat them. Yeah, yeah. Right. So we're all aboard the Duffin over Durham bus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, and and obviously, and just to, to add to that, another positive note, it'll be at the unveiling of another three flags. Which I'm banning the M1 at Southampton, but yeah. it's first home debut. So three more flags. So we'll have to get there about what, about nine o'clock in the morning to put them up. <laughs> um, we must be almost now. We must be almost having having filled that stand. We must be very close to it. Um, I think we will with those three. Because, yeah, I think we are close to it. There might, yeah, I think we might do the whole stand. Might actually. be one, maybe two left. Yeah, might be, yeah. Might be very close. Uh, Obviously, there's you've had uh, the palace uh, palace badge design done for palace women. Um, yeah. That's one of the flags. We've had one made for Lee Nickel as well, uh, so that will get its unveiling on the weekend. 
and, and the boy, the boy uh, Michael, Michael, he's he's had a flag made um, of us oldsters. So uh, <laughs> we 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 get to debut on a flag ourselves. I noticed he altered it as well because behind each picture, each face, it's got like the old Batman Kapow Kablam type, <laughs> like, you know that, that that kind of star shape, you know, when it's like Kapow, it's like those with our faces on it. So uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, so so funny, so, honestly. Yeah, Oh god! So we get to, we get to put that up and uh, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but, incredible. But Lee has promised to get a photo with her flag, so uh, we'll have to sort that out with her at some point during the game. Excellent. Yes. Yeah. Brilliant. So the, right. the, the flags, um, the flags are going to be great. I mean, gosh, I think it must be nineteen we're going to have now. So. That's an incredible number, isn't it, really? 19 flags, gosh. I mean, it will probably just about cover that end now, which is what we've been trying to do, isn't it, over the last few years, is just gradually build up. So the whole whole of the end has got flags. So, yeah, it's good. It's really it's going to be an amazing sight. Just hope we get a few more people coming along and joining us because um, it's so important, really, that we get behind that team. It's so important to use that home advantage. Um, we we sort of lost it. Well, we lose it a bit at Sellers. Although when we were behind the White Horse, it wasn't you know it wasn't quite as bad as it was earlier in the season. But um, we need to make the most of their home advantage. You know, other 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 teams do. Um, so the more people we can get behind that goal. So or, or what I would say to anyone who's listening to this um, live or um, uh, on the recording, if you can get down there on Sunday, please. Please come behind the goal to make our numbers bigger because, um, it, you know, it's, we can get an atmosphere going and it, it could make it could be the difference, honestly. And I think we just need to get a few few more people through the door, really, um, to come and join us. Um, so, yeah, hope, hopefully, you know, because otherwise we're going to end up with more flags and fans and that's not going to look good, is it? <laughs> that's a song there somewhere. So, yeah. Well, we've got we'll have we'll have more flags than we've current match day squad numbers. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but and also we need Red Adita score so we can sing the uh, the old Glen Murray, yeah, song for her. Yeah, so uh, we need yes. to sing. So, Murray. right. So on that note, uh, unless there's anything else you wish to add, uh, is there nothing for me, Mike? No, I think we've covered quite a lot today, and as always, really enjoyed talking to you. So thanks for arranging it again. Uh, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Um, yeah, I had something I was going to say, then I've completely forgotten what it was. Uh, I'm sure it was immensely amazing. Um, but yeah, <laughs> whatever it was. Um, oh, yes. So you've got your homework for next week. So don't let me down on that. Um, the, yeah, so just basically thank you to everyone who, as always, who's listened to us live tonight. Um, hopefully it comes across because I know, obviously, had the joke pitch done with the, the the two Moni Muppets on the on the, on the Eagle Eye View logo, and at, at times we we I'm no doubt we sound like that. But we try to be as constructive as we can, and hopefully we sort of stuff we talked about tonight. That has been evident, you know, that it's not just about performance, but you know, some of the things we said, like regarding the main club and stuff. That there's a bigger picture, and and hopefully people find it informative. Um, you know, we're always interested if people have got their own views. Always happy, you know. Always feel free to message them. 
Um, always intrigued to see what people say. You know, football is all about having, you know, it's a game of opinions, isn't it? You know, we all see it from a different view and I think it's always good to talk about it. Um, so, yeah, so thank you to everyone who's listening in to live tonight. Thank you to everyone who's listening to the replay on Twitter. And thank you to everybody who is listening to us on Spotify, where we are free to listen to and to subscribe to. If you subscribe, then you get notified when the latest pod drops in there. Uh, so we are Crystal Palace Women's Show, the number one Crystal Palace women's podcast that is out there at the moment. Um, please, 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 if you're not doing anything on Sunday, get yourselves down to Hayes Lane. It's a 12 o'clock kickoff. We're facing the old enemy, Durham. We've got to stuff him. Um, and we need to make it as uncomfortable for him as possible because they deserve it. <laughs> so on that note, uh, just to say thank you to everybody. Uh, we'll be back again next week. Hopefully, fingers crossed, discussing a win or maybe even a point. Who knows? Um, but we will be there. And as I say, if you're there Sunday, you'll get to see the unveiling of the new flags, of which I'm sure there'll be some photos taken as well. So, Phil, thanks as always for coming on and doing this with me. Um, you're welcome. Much, much, appreciate, much appreciated. And, uh, yeah, so uh, hopefully see as many of you as possible on Sunday. And let's hope we get uh, three points on the board. Cheers, Mike. Cheers, Phil. Respect the point. <laughs> Come on, you pals. <laughs> Yeah.